All right, as they're gathering, we'll go ahead and, and begin. Uh, I was thinking as I prepared my sermon for this week, uh, examining this passage, there was a word that came out, actually reminded me of a tattoo. And uh, I got to let you know that growing up, tattoos, my, my ideas of tattoos, was that's what sailors had. Uh, my, the only two tattoos I was familiar with in growing up was my uncle, who belonged to the Navy, and his tattoo represented the unit or, or whatever command he was under. And, and then the other one, of course, was Pipe, Popeye the Sailor Man, right? He had the tattoos on his arms. Those, those two guys, that was it. It was very limited. Uh, and I, I got to be honest with you, I'm intrigued by people and their tattoos. Uh, and the reason I'm intrigued by them, because if you're going to put something that's permanent, and, and the idea is it's permanent. You don't go in and, and put a tattoo on your arm thinking, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, next year I'll re remove it. I guess it's a painful process, right? So the idea is whatever you're putting on your body is something that's permanent. And, and so it's got to be something significant to that individual, right? So I, I, so I am intrigued by what people put on, on their arms or something. Sometimes it's Chinese uh, figures or, or even Greek. I've seen both of those. So I have to ask someone and say, okay, what, it, what does it mean? And then, then why is that significant to you? I've, uh, you'll, you might find me asking those questions because it, it says something about you. So I am intrigued. The tattoo that, that caught my attention this week as I studied was on my son Brady. He, he's got one on the inside of his arm. And it's one word. It's a big word. And, and I thought it was belonging. I thought it was belonging. I, I remembered it, and I said, man, and, and that's one of the key words in the passage we're about to read. And, and so I wondered, Brady, you know, he, he said there's a passage that goes along with it. So I called up Brady. Brady, yeah, you know that word tattooed on your arm that says belonging? What passage of Scripture did you get that from? I thought, man, man maybe it's Romans 12. He said, well, actually, Dad, it's Philippians 3, verse 10, and it's becoming not belonging. So that, that blew, but I wanted to share it with you anyway. But, uh, and it, what's unique about that is, is Brady and becoming, that Philippians 3.10, if you look it up, in that it, it is Paul pouring out his heart about his relationship with Christ. In, in, in that verse 10, he actually starts with saying, uh, to know Christ better and to uh, become like in him in his death. And, and so Brady has becoming, so, uh, but belonging. Now, actually, becoming is a lot like what we talked about last week. It's in that verse out of Ephesians 2, uh, I, th I think it was verse 10, that, that said, we are God's workmanship. Uh, there's, there's a special place that we've attained because of what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. It is this idea of we are continuously becoming more like Jesus, Right? In, in our passage today, we find it in, in Romans chapter 12, and, and we're continuing to see this movement of God working in us. There is something else that he does, and it, it is that word belonging. It has much to do with that word belong. And so uh, uh, I'm going to read, begin in verse 3 and go through verse 10. Again, it's, it's Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 10. And just, you know, as you're turning there, a couple of things that are important with this. The first 11 chapters prior to this has been very much Paul's theology of the gospel. 
It, it, it talks about things of our brokenness, our, 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 uh, uh, well, our deserving condemnation and his judgment. But then it goes through this salvation. It talks about our faith, the important topic of faith. And it also refers to baptism and, and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And, and oh, it goes into quite a bit of details and is a great book if you want to know uh, just every detail concerning the gospel and, and, and this, our connecting with him. In verse 12, the therefore goes now into this is how you ought to live. And verse 1 and 2 might be known by many of you. It's that verse that says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, because of what God's done through you, to live your lives as living sacrifices, to be like living sacrifices on his behalf. You know, that's that's your worship. Uh, In verse 2, it says, don't conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Powerful. That, again, is becoming. Paul, Paul's talking to the Romans is that this is what you're becoming. Hey, live your life as a sacrifice, living sacrifice. And, and don't follow the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In verse 3, you say, well, what does it mean, living sacrifice? And what does it mean, uh, don't conform? I, I believe that if we continue reading after those two verses, we're going to begin to see that unfolded. What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? What does it mean to no longer conform but be transformed? And, and so let's, let's read. Begin ver- reading verse 3. It says, For by the grace given me I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We're going to go back to those two verses. I think that's really key, verses 4 and 5, but let's continue on. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. If, if in accordance with your faith, uh, if it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Now, as I finish that, honestly, we could continue reading what Paul has to say in instruction about living in this gospel. And so I encourage you, read all of chapter 12, even go into chapter 13. Uh, so, so you have your reading for this week. Uh, and I just encourage you to read that. But, but for now, let's, let's focus uh, upon these verses Uh, Again, let's go back to 4 and 5. Paul uses the imagery of the body. Because that's something we all know, right? We know that as part of our bodies, there's many functioning parts. Outwardly, we see hands and feet and knees and legs and arms and uh, you know, the head, the neck, every, everything, and everything is important. But even inwardly, we know those, the organs and they're working there and how important the, hunt, the heart that pumps, the lungs that, that pass the air, and, and, and all those functions. And, and how each part is, is, is so involved in everything that I do. My movement, 
where I go, what I do in each day. And he compares that to the body of Christ. He said, we're all parts of that one. We are all part of that one. Each of us have, has a function within that one. And especially in the NIV, or at least in, in my NIV, what it, the, the phrase that caught my attention is there the last uh, 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 part of verse 5 says, And each member belongs to all the others. Each member, that's you, okay? Each member, each one of us that are connected in Christ, each member belongs to all the others. Now, that's, that's not the way it's written like in the ESV. The, the thought is there. Matter of fact, there's no word that says belongs. Uh, uh, the ESV says individually and individually members of another. So it's in there. Individually, every member belongs to all the others. We have a belonging in this body. We have this belonging in Christ. Um, and, and again, you know, our series is called Poetry in Motion. And so we're looking at what God is, is doing in amongst us. Last week was within us, and now it, it continues to be with us, but in the fact that we now belong to each other. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about the church as we go through what Paul is saying here. So so first of all, I want to I want to address what it, what we ought to consider a requirement to belonging. Now now first of all, definitely Paul doesn't come out and say it again, but and and, and this is this is definitely part of it is the one requirement into belonging is you got to be in Jesus, right? You belong to Jesus. You belong to his body. You belong to Christ. You've received him as Savior. Then you belong to that one body. That's, that's one requirement. But he goes on in verse 3, and he, he, he identifies another requirement. And it's there in verse 3. It says, and, and, and this is the point. To, to belong to the body requires humility. Because here's what Paul says. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought don't think of yourself more highly than you. Hey, you belong to something special, though, right? And, and even, even in that statement, there is a reason that you think that, that there is something special about this happening around, you know, even within me, there's something special taking place. Paul even identifies it, if you look close enough, in this chapter 12, as he's talking to the Romans, he says in verse 1 and 2, he calls them brothers and sisters, <clears throat> I don't think they're of the same parents. He's speaking to believers, and a good number of believers in Rome, and he's identifying them as brothers and sisters. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's clear when we understand God as our Father and everybody that's united in him and connected to him, hey, brothers and sisters in Christ, right? That's something special. That's something significant. To, to say that we are God's children, Woohoo, right? Woo! We, we elevate that a little bit more and be excited about that. Peter, I love Peter and the way he states the advantages that we have. Even that place to, to where we might possibly think of ourselves pretty highly is what Peter identifies and when, he, when he writes it out, our identity. He says, We are the chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Again, woohoo, right? 
That, that's amazing. So, so we say there is a reason for us to think highly, but again, Paul comes along and says, listen, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. And, and think of this in, in sober judgment. So the, where, where does the sober judgment bring us? Well, you did not attain this on your own. Isn't that right? Well, I mean, let's go back to last week. What we have is absolutely put together and given to us through God. It is his workmanship. And on top of that, what we've been given is undeserved. We didn't deserve it. Matter of fact, if we talk about things that we deserve from God, where do we go? We deserve his punishment. Let's just be honest. We deserve his punishment. We deserve destruction. We deserve his condemnation. Everything. That's just the bottom line. So in sober judgment, we got to remember who we are and what he's done. There's definitely a woohoo to everything he's done for us. And it is turned to, to his praise. I mean, what we were singing today, it's turning to his praise. It's all about what he has done for us. I think that's that sober judgment. Matter of fact, the next verse comes along and it says, hey, listen, this is because God has distributed the measure of faith that you have. Even goes to that place, the very thing that, where we could identify and say, well, we have salvation through faith. It's a faith that God has given to us. So we, are, we have reasons to, to be, oh man, thankful and, and to worship in a way that gives praise. But we really don't have any reason to be prideful over our position except what goes to praise before God. It, so so that, does that understandable? That we grasp that? We, we are in a humble position because, oh man, look at what I've attained and I don't deserve any of it. It's because of God's love and his wonderful cause. Matter of fact, let's, let's think about that. Pride within the body that we've talked about. Pride within the body will only uh, create some dysfunction dysfunction within yourself and also dysfunction around others if we don't humbly come and understand what we've been given and 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 even think of others in that humble way it's going to cause some dysfunction uh paul talks about this matter of fact he even broadens it out quite a bit in first corinthians 12 i encourage you to read that sometime but in 21 uh verse 21 of that chapter he says the eye cannot say to the hand i don't need you and, and the head cannot say to the feet, I, I, don't, I don't need you. Man, look, I'm important. I like the head and the eyes think they're so important. I really don't need you, hand. I, I, and, and the head say to the feet, I don't need you. There's a lot of pride going on there. The head really is heady, thinking a lot about himself. But, but he's comparing that to the body. You know, it, what if someone... Uh, within the body, within those who belong to Christ are thinking pretty special of themselves. You know, there's, there's some people here that, there's some people here this morning, we just really, you know, we don't need you. You can go on home, you know, because we're special. And, you know, it's those, those people who are part of the head or the eyeballs or the ears, you know, all the, the real good functions are right here. And if you're a hand or a foot or something like that, you know, hey, go on home. We're going to do, we're going to do uh, something special for God and you know, in order for us to do that, we don't need you. That's that kind of a prideful attitude that is not necessary. Well, not just not necessary, it is not needed. 
Sober judgment says we have a humble position before God. And he has placed us in this position in order for us to do something that is special. Matter of fact, the, the next point turns to this. The next two points answers the question, well, what does it mean that, that each of us belongs to the others? Uh, each one of you belongs to the others. What does that mean? Well, point number two is this. Belonging means serving for the benefit of the body. Belonging means serving for the benefit of the body. In verse 6, I want to turn there just real quick. 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. We, when he says we, who's he talking to? Except go back to brothers and sisters in that first verse. He's talking to those who are believers in Christ from Rome. And, and today we could talk to each of you. We're all included in the we. Because God has given to us each gifts. Yeah, grace is wonderful. Grace is what brings us into that relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The outpouring. That's all about grace. But his grace also uh, works in us and enables us to do something special within the body. That each of us is gifted by God to be a benefit to the overall body of Christ. And, and that, that's exactly what he says in 6. And he, and he lays out that, that giftedness. And, and to understand this, that each of us belongs to the others, that, that you, as a, as a member of Christ, as, a, as, as one who belongs to Christ, you also belong to others. And it's because of Jesus. Don't, don't forget that. Don't miss that. It's what Jesus has done for me that I belong to you. And, and here's, here's the thing. I am obligated. You know, in my position in Christ, I'm obligated to, to, to use the gifts that God has given me to the body's advantage. And anything to the body's advantage is going to be a benefit overall. It's going to be a strengthening of the body, and it's going to be a growing of the body. And, and enabling the body to fulfill what Christ has called us to do. That's affect, affect the world around us, to seek and to save the lost, right? Isn't that right? So, so I want you to be thinking this morning. Let me ask you a question. Can you name the gift that God has given you to benefit the body? Uh, I don't want you to raise hand and tell me. But can you right now, is it clear in your mind, hey, this is the gift that God has given me to be a benefit to the body? Do you have that in mind? If you don't have that in mind, but, but what if you do? If you do have that in mind, the next question, of course, would be natural. Is it, are you using that? For the benefit, are, are you involved in using your gift on behalf of the body? Those are both important questions. Now, um, there is a... Oh, there, there are some things that's happened this last year. I wanted to... I, I just implemented this, thinking about it this morning. There are definitely some giftedness that's going on here, and, and it is always encouraging, and I would say strengthening me, but to a number of people. Uh, some of the giftedness is around teams is a, a, a safety and security team is, is growing. And, and really, in this day and age, that's been encouraging for us to see. If you walk down the hallways, you see the first aid boxes, that's their responsibility. Some things are happening around, and they're answering the questions, how can we keep our kids safe when we're gathered together at different times? Or how can we, you know, if, if an incident takes place, how do we jump into action? 
You know, how are we going to protect the body? And that, that's important. So I, I appreciate those who have stepped up and become a part of that team. Care and Compassion Team is actually a team that we've had for a long time. But in this past year, it has grown. It has multiplied in people who are using their giftedness to, to just care for others who aren't in, in, the, in the church on, on Sunday morning. Another one that I'm really excited about is, is the care for special need families. Kids, kids of, of families, uh, families of kids who have special needs, that's what I want to say. And, and they're implementing, and that, they're, they're, they're just beginning, and they're looking to grow and, and make use of that. There's other families that might not be attending church. Why? Because they have a special needs child. And it's difficult. And if you're not equipped for that, we can't go to your church. So, so you know, those are, those are just some things where people are stepping up. I am excited about that. But I say that because yeah, I want to be honest with you this morning. One of the, the topics that leadership, when we get together, is sharing some frustration that, that we're, we're feeling in everybody being engaged in, with their gift and being a part of the body. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? When we're together, one of our frustrations is we have, we have so many people on Sunday morning and only probably, probably just a small portion of those are really involved in the body. That, that's a frustration because some of you, if you couldn't answer the question, well, what is my gift and how can I serve or, or am I serving and you can't answer that either, then, then that reflects, here's the problem with that. You don't know what it is to belong. You, you really don't know the joy that comes from belonging. Am I right? Yeah, we, we know what it is to be to, to find something that, that others appreciate and need, where a need is, is, is there. And, and then to, oh man, feel appreciated is, is something special. You know, if, if we're coming and we're just attending and, and receiving the ministry of everybody else, Oh man, we don't know what it's like, the joy of belonging. The joy of belonging. And we want you to know that. So that's causes some frustration. Some of the things that we have been doing proactively is the reason uh, many of you took the survey uh, towards the end of the year. We're answering some questions. We want to identify because one of our biggest problems is communication. And we want to write that wrong. Okay. We want to write that we want to, we want to be able to communicate, and in part, you know, well, I need help in my voice. Just a second. Uh, <laughs> we we want to know where you're coming from, and and so that survey has has been a huge help. I want to say thank you for everyone that took the time to take that survey. We're still working through it, and and we're hoping this year we'll have some answers that we could really come out with statements that we could even be clear about what we're doing here. And what we're doing together. And then, then maybe some of you could even say, hey, I could do that. Or there's an area where I could have ministry and, and be a part of that. So I, I'm excited for us to get done. And it's been a long process. But, but there's, there's, there's something else that, that I think is important. Is I mean, the church and the leadership could do all kinds of things. But there's a place where we need you to step up and say, hey, listen, when you ask that question, you know, what's your gift? I don't know what my gift is. And therefore, here, I need you to do this. In your bulletin, there are numbers and emails for three guys. 
in that. And we do that on purpose. It's Ronnie Roberts, that guy Ronnie Roberts, Eric Von Spreckelson, and, and Matthew Johnson. Uh, in, 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 in all three of those, we want you to email us. We want you to call us. And there's also several elders that are here. If you know an elder and you have that question, you could talk to those guys. Uh, or, or you could even approach someone that you just, just know has a great faith. And you could begin by addressing it to that person. Say, man, I'm trying to find my place. I just, I just don't know what I could do. I don't know what my giftedness is. Let's start. Hey, the thing is, we need to start somewhere. Matter of fact, I even had the idea that once we baptize someone or if someone comes into Christ, we identify it through that, that, that well, we get them out of the bathroom and say, okay, well, where can we put you to serve? <laughs> oh, I want you to see what the passage is saying. I want you to know and understand what Paul is saying. This, this isn't just something that is a convenience to the church. This is you being the church. Is that understandable? This is you being the church. And if we're coming and we're just attending and, and you know, we're just taking it in and, and not uh, using any kind of giftedness, not applying yourself into the church, then, then I have to question, is, do you have a genuine belonging to Jesus? And that's a greater concern. Do you have a belonging to Jesus? I want to move on. There's, there's one other part about means that I want to answer here. Um, wow, sorry. Got a little wrapped up. Uh, it, it comes in this. Just belonging means that we are devoted. The third point. Belonging means we are devoted. That's why we tagged on verse 10, 11. Boy, and it continues going on. Love must be sincere. Who wants to be involved in any kind of a love unless it is sincere? Love need, needs to be here, sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. That's that pursuit of Christ. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And uh, uh, in that, you know, it, this, this is a matter of the heart. When we belong to the church, it, it really affects our hearts. When I say that, love, love is not that feeling, that ooey-gooey feeling and the things like that. Love is a commitment when it comes to Scripture. It is downright a commitment. It, love, the kind of love that we're supposed to have weathers all kinds of storms, difficulties that we have personally or difficulties that we have with each other. The love it speaks of here is the love that Jesus expressed to us upon the cross expressed uh, to people as he walked about. Read the Gospels. See how Jesus loved and dealt with, with people. That's the kind of love that you and I need to have for each other. Um, it's also, yeah, that, that love is also an action. I, I believe the words that we heard in these verses we've read, that's what it means to be a living sacrifice. Giving of ourselves. Having the kind of sincere love that invests in each other, that, that clearly identify and embraces this idea that, okay, I am a member and I belong to all the others. Remember that phrase, I am a member, I, I belong to Jesus and I belong to all the others. I have a responsibility to all the others. I'm not, I'm not here to sit in a pew. I'm here to be actively involved in the body of Christ. We're actively involved in worship this morning, but throughout the week, man, there's so much going on. Isn't there? 
And I would love to see more and more going on because people are stepping up and finding new areas of ministry. Oh, that represents Jesus. That represents Jesus. Listen, it requires humility. It definitely requires humility, and it requires, you know, finding that gift that God has given to you. And, and it means that we find that place, we find that place of ministry. And it, and it also identifies that we are committed to one another in serving, uh, serving a God who loves us so much. Amen? Are you with me? Anybody need me to do this again? I, I go through the whole thing. If you didn't catch a certain part, just let me. Are, are we ready to pray? Anybody? <laughs> oh, I love you guys. I love you guys. And, and I, I know, and part of that is because I know and have received the love from you. And I want us to see the opportunity for us to, oh man, to thrive as that body of Christ. Amen. Okay, Ronnie, shut up and let's pray. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for, Lord, all that you do. Your handiwork, your workmanship is all around us. It's through Jesus. It's expressed in your scripture and we have that opportunity to read it. Lord, uh, we, we look today and, and, man, your word, uh, at, at one point, Lord, you do all that work. You you apply it to our lives. Lord, you strengthen and, and help us to grow our faith. And you've sent us such a Savior as Jesus. And, and Lord, we don't deserve it. And Father, now that we find ourselves in this position where we call you Father and, and we are your children, you bring us to this place where we are so connected together with all the others who have received Jesus. Lord, and we have a responsibility. Uh, help us, Lord, not to be hindered in our stepping forward and to serving you. God, you are worthy of our praise, not just with our lips on Sunday morning, but also with our hands and our feet and, and, and our ability to love and, and, and to serve and, and our ability with all the, the, the giftedness that's listed in this scripture. Lord, help us to serve you and to be connected one to the other, or to each other. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.